Welcome to Outrage Factory. Our 10th episode of Outrage it's Factory. It's like our... We're double digits. 10th anniversary. That's not... <laughs> this is a 10-pole podcast. Stop talking. Oh my god. Dad jokes. Uh, yeah, but we made it to double digits. Thanks yeah, to all did. 50 of our listeners for hanging in with us this yeah. long. I actually want to point out one very special listener, my brother Neil. It's his... 41st birthday today, or yesterday. Happy birthday, Neil. And since he is the only one that I think has listened to all 10 episodes, because he does it solely to make fun of us and point out where we're wrong. Yeah, he, he routinely corrects our uh, factual misunderstandings on Twitter, <laughs> which is helpful. Which is basically a layup. I mean, it's low-hanging fruit at this point. But I would just like to say thanks for listening. And you're wrong about me being wrong most of the time. Yeah, Neil, uh, a very outrageous birthday to, to yeah. you. And if you would like your birthday announced on our podcast... Uh, Give us money. Yeah. Sponsor us. Lots of money. Could you even imagine being 41 years old? Oh like, my god. Man. <laughs> so old. Like, well, What do you even have to look forward to Do you get a special point? parking spot? Retirement? Yeah. But Well, it's less than 20 or 25 years. You're like... You broke the quarter. I actually... 24. I don't believe that any of us are ever going to experience... Retirement? Retirement in our lifetime. Well, technically, homelessness is retirement. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I think we could could, uh, experience that before the age of 65. (laughs) Uh, Pretty big week for outrage. A lot of it's uh, justified this week, I think. Not, Mm -hmm. Not a lot of dumb shit, but we had the... Uh, the Bill Cosby mistrial. Yeah, that's we, bullshit. We had the Philando Castile guy in Minneapolis shot seven times by a police officer. Oh. After loudly declaring that he had a gun on him and that he was licensed to carry it, uh, was mm. shot by a police officer. Uh, we had, uh, and then a lot of other really dumb shit, which is kind yeah. of what we're going to get into. The dumb shit's usually the best. Yeah. Because if it's justified outrage, we can't really say, don't be outraged about this. It's more like, yeah, this is terrible. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I think in, in terms of uh, justified outrage, both the, the Cosby thing and the uh, the cop getting acquitted. Yeah. Uh, so is Cosby off now? Is that it? Or no. Is this so it's a mistrial. A so it's probably, what, they get a retrial after that? I'm, I'm going to admit my ignorance of the justice system. I don't think. Yeah. Was it a hung jury? Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't find one way or the other. It was a mistrial, which I'm pretty sure means they have to go through that whole song and dance again. Or that's it, isn't it? I don't know. Oh. Start talking. Of all the something. things I researched that we didn't, I, I researched the genes and a porpoise, but I didn't research the Cosby thing. Or, I guess, the U.S. justice system. Plan to move this case forward as soon as possible. So it sounds like uh, there there is going to be a retrial. Oh boy, I can't wait for more trial updates yeah. from the Cosby thing. This has been, uh, what, dragging on for... Well, if you want to go back to when the alleged infractions occurred, like 40, 50 years? Yeah, and did you know he allegedly raped, like, Nina Simone? Yeah. That's, that's insane. That's, yeah. That's me shaking my head. You can't... I'm sorry, I forgot it was an audio-only podcast. So, it, this week in Unjustified Outrage... Some shit happened. Yeah. Uh, where, where do you want to start? Let's start with this ja- or Julius Caesar. All right. Uh, some New York theater company. Uh, Shakespeare in the. It's for Shakespeare Sha- in the park. Shakespeare in the park doing uh, a rendition of Julius Caesar with uh, Trump. Whoa! Uh, Trump's the main Trump's character for the Julius Caesar play. As Julius Caesar. That is crazy and artistic. And uh, yeah, they're really. Uh, being super edgy, we've yeah. never seen a wow. president taking uh, a Shakespeare play and replacing it with current events. Yeah. Wow! Why ba- didn't anybody else think of that? Ba- Baz Luhrmann thought of that. Yeah, Baz so yeah. did everybody else since the four hundred <laughs> years they've been doing Shakespeare plays. But yeah, but those all those other times we didn't live in this uh, hyper politicized environment yeah. where everyone had to shit their pants. So the right wing flipped out. 
Okay, granted, there is an extenuating circumstance here in that a uh, crazed left-wing lunatic with a rifle went and shot a Cong- U.S. congressman at a baseball, uh, which, by the way, yeah. fucking cool as hell. I didn't yeah. know there was a U.S. congressional baseball team. I know. That's... Who do they play? Do they Is there multiple congressional teams, or do they just play, like, Joe Schmoes? And, like, if you were just playing, like beer league baseball against u.s congress congressmen wouldn't you just slide in a little harder i mean <laughs> even if you like them or hate them they're still congressmen you're yeah like, well you're not on my side and is it bipartisanal is it democrats and Republicans yeah i think it's, it's both which is that could get heated that's well that's something i think it's better than if the democrats and the republicans were playing against each other if they're working together on the same team which is really the only situation that happens yeah in now and this might be a big step towards amending a lot of the divides in the parties. Just, like, throw together these intramural sports teams. Oh, my teams, God. Make them play together. How American is that? That's actually healing the country through baseball. I yeah. think that's about as good as it gets. Does Disney have this movie rights uh, yet? Uh, in this situation, the country was divided by baseball because a, uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter, as a matter of fact. Are there still Bernie Sanders supporters? Oh, this this guy, apparently. Uh, uh, yeah, he, all the time. Is <laughs> he still miffed? That his own party cheated against him to not let Bernie Sanders win? Well, that's the thing. I don't know why he took a gun up against... Because a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters hate the the Democratic Party more they than should, the Republican Party. Because he point. was railroaded. I don't see why they take it out on Republicans. Because it's like, hey, the guy I like was illegally stopped from being the leader of the party by the party I still support. It, it so I'm going to shoot you. He was... He was People, it was illegal. People were manipulated. There were there were no laws violated. <laughs> I'm not researching it was not, this. Wasn't now. No one's gonna Months end up in jail because Bernie well, didn't get the nomination. No one's gonna end up in jail anyway because but, uh, they're politicians. But yeah, so uh, this guy went to a congressional baseball practice and unloaded and took down I think a couple Republican senators. Uh, no one has died, thankfully. Except for the shooter who was then shot to death. But, Good. Uh, but, yeah, so... Wait, uh, what kind of gun did he have? Was that in the report? Some, I don't know. That's all I want to know. Like, did he walk in with, like, an Uzi and just, like, give a wave of bullets? Or was it, like, a handgun that he was like, pop, pop, I, 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 I want to say pop, assault pop, rifle, pop. but I understand oh, yeah. nothing about guns, so... Assault rifle is, like, a, a, a min, uh, machine gun... Is like a huge gun that goes on tanks, and a uh, minigun's a smaller gun, and then a submachine gun is what Uzis are. So they're like little handheld, really fast automatic fires, but they don't have they have the same power as a handgun. And assault rifle is like an a like a regular rifle, so but an automatic barrel. rifle, right? Yeah, and you can have it automatic or semi-automatic. You've learned all these things from video games. Yes, this I is, have. This is where you're dropping I have this knowledge from. Never shot an assault rifle, actually. I did. Have you shoot. shot a gun? Before? I've shot many guns. I've, I've never touched a gun Dude, in my life. Dude, they're loud as shit. I've done like paintball guns, uh, yeah. like pellet guns, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Technically, still guns, but I've shot a um a shotgun, which I think was a twelve gauge, but it was pump action, so that was fun. Killer. It's like you shoot and then pump, and I shot. I think it was an SK something or other, which is a little. It's a little assault rifle that has less it has about the same power as a 22 which is small caliber and it's the only legal assault rifle i don't even know if it's called an assault rifle but it's the only legal one you can get in canada because canada has super strict laws against assault rifles uh, i want to because they don't want you to shoot up trudeau's e- baseball e- editors team. yeah trudeau is too busy neil for research this <laughs> <laughs> prove us wrong yeah, but uh, this guy went un- unloaded on senators. So of course the the right uh, went and flipped out and said that this attack was the result of the left encouraging violence against Trump and the Republicans, which is fucking just stupid. Just a stupid thing to say. Like, well, yeah, uh, no one is advocating that. Okay. Maybe some people are advocating for it, but those oh, people there's are a lot of people, crazy people advocating violence against the right wing. We could say that. I don't. I don't even know. Like Kathy they... Griffin last week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. But yeah, they're saying this is another situation where because 
they have Trump standing in for Julius Caesar in this play. Uh, not the real Trump. It's an actor portraying Trump. That's right. And he's not actually getting murdered in the play. It's a fake murder because these people are actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, want to clarify. Every show they have to kill I want to clarify they're not cloning Trump and bringing out Trumps and killing them actually on stage here. Which is, judging from the reaction, you would never ever know that. You know what I want to know? Who plays Brute? Or Brutus? Brutus. I don't... And that's the other... Like, have these people... The people getting upset about this, have they ever seen fucking Julius Caesar? Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna say no. That like, these... Brutus is not the the hero of that play no, at all. He's the bad guy. <laughs> he's, he is the villain, so... Julius Caesar actually ends up being the hero, doesn't he? Yeah, Julius... unites Rome and raises it to power. Oh boy. It's been a while since I read Julius Caesar. But yeah, and then, and then he gets uh, murdered in cold blood and... Stabbed in the back. And looking at that play, you could only infer that, like, yeah, they threw Trump in to be uh, more contemporary, I guess, and and to maybe give it a little little bit of edge. But because nobody gives a fuck about Julius Caesar anymore. Thematically, you look at the play, and and they're basically saying that Trump is the the hero, and uh, that should be the outrage Brutus because Julius Caesar made Rome so much better and made it rise to power. Are they inferring that Trump is going to make America great again and rise to power? Is this actually a pro-right-wing play? I, I, One could argue. Knowing the theater <laughs> industry and how crazy left it skews, I'm yeah. going to say no. What if it's like, what if the guy who like changed it to Trump is actually secretly a rabid Republican and he's like, this will finally vindicate Trump. We need to, we need to start researching shit more. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to research the secret motives of the playwright. Yeah, who could look up a playwright's political leanings? Look at his fucking Twitter feed. It's probably all over that. He's either praising Trump or knocking Trump. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. Who talks about their political beliefs Who knows how to search Twitter history and Uh, names? (laughs) So, uh, right wing went nuts. Uh, First of all, organized a boycott. Uh, Some major corporate sponsors, I think American Express and Delta Airlines, pulled out of Shakespeare in the Park, said we're not going to sponsor this. Um, Oh, no. Which, tragic, I'm sure, some other corporate sponsors. I, for one, am for no one supporting it because I don't like Shakespeare. I had to read several plays of his in college, and I did not enjoy a single one. So Such a Philistine. Just good to appreciate you. the arts, man. Yeah, just do other playwrights that are more interesting. Arthur Miller? I could go for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Death is a Salesman with uh, Trump as the guy who kills himself. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's my... <laughs> oh, just kidding. Uh, please gonna, please don't boycott our podcast. get my baseball team shot up for statements. Yeah, or we'll, get, or we'll have our sponsors, which yeah. don't exist, pulling out. Um, and then last night, I think, we... Uh, Two, well, one one guy. I can't even believe this person. Uh, Jack Jack Pasobiec Pasobiec Pasobiec. I don't. So, I don't care. Pasovich? This guy is Pasobiec. He looks like a like twenty year old playing dress up in his dad's suits. And this guy uh, actually got fired by the rebel for having too toxic of opinions. Which is yeah. like, <laughs> this how guy... does that happen? He was also known for helping spread the Pizzagate Pizza Pizzagate rumor. Theory. He's been spreading the Seth Rich rumor. For those of you who aren't in the know, Seth Rich is uh, the... He was a DNC staffer who was murdered. Um, and all these uh, right-wing conspiracy theory- theorists like this guy and Mike Cernovich, Alex Jones, were all talking about how uh, he was murdered uh, by was, the DNC. Yeah, it was set up to look like a mugging, but they didn't take his watch, so it obviously wasn't a mugging. Yeah. So that and that's actually what got uh, this Jack kid fired from the rebel, and then since then this guy imagines himself to be some sort of uh, provocateur. So they showed up at the play last night. His his uh, uh, Laura Loomer, who is (laughs) also a writer for the rebel, which is rebels making some waves in U.S. politics. Oh yeah, which is for a niche Canadian uh, right wing blog. Uh, yeah, they definitely have people pulling these ridiculous stunts and getting them some exposure, which is good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they are like the shittiest thing to happen in Canadian journalism <laughs> ever. Yeah, <laughs> storm the stage screaming about how I, we we have an audio clip, so let's uh, we'll we'll play that here. Freedom. Freedom. 
All right? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. Security. Security, please. gerbils man <laughs> yeah you guys are are uh, contributing to the violence against scalise uh yeah the whole thing is just so cringeworthy and the the worst thing is that you have all these like this guy legitimately believes he's some sort of like freedom fighter against yeah. like left leftist oppression <laughs> leftist oppression like there's a good one i i don't understand and you have like hundreds of thousands of people supporting this guy yeah and i just i don't know what has happened to people's brains that they don't look at this and just like feel embarrassed and have their skin crawl with cringe what happened in the video at first was there a lady ran onto the stage was, uh, laura loomer uh rebel yeah. tv something or other and I don't care. the guy was taping it and then after Probably more applause than the show got at the finish. <laughs> for ta- for dra- security took her off stage, and then he stood up. He was the one recording it on his phone, and that's when he said, "Gobles, but put an R in it for some reason." Gerbils. Gorbles. Um, which it doesn't have an R in it for reference. Yeah, I- I'm not even sure what reference he was trying to yeah, make I, there uh my goebbels War... was the uh propaganda minister for the the oh, Nazis. maybe he's saying was this he is propaganda even it's that, a like, leap what is that <laughs> is that some sort of deep ass- and uh yeah like his brain's busted uh <laughs> all these people who have spent the last i don't even know how long freaking out about freedom of speech and acting like uh like uh, like their speech is, is seriously being limited. Yeah. Uh, show up at this play to uh, interrupt a free speech. Wh- yeah. Like what? Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. And character license, which would be a step above free speech, wouldn't it? I, I, like you're. It's not guaranteed in the Constitution, but no. like this is not. This is not. I don't think anyone can look at this and say. Uh, this play is actually advocating violence against Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, even even going back to the Kathy Griffin thing, uh, no, it was in incredibly poor taste and, and mm-hmm. very stupid, but um, I don't think any sane person would look at that and say, Kathy Griffin wants me to cut Donald Trump's head off. Yeah. <laughs> Keep coming back to this every podcast, but like, I honestly don't understand what the end game is here. Like, I don't yeah. know if, if we end up uh, in a country where you have these two factions that are just at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. Uh, the left and the right. When really, like, I'm going to have a we are the world moment. Like, we're not we're not that different, guys. Like, sorry. Yeah. You might you might believe that abortion is uh, is a crime. And I might think that a woman has a right to choose. And you might think that's... Uh, corporations should pay less taxes and i might think they should pay more and you might be pro-environment and i might be not anti-environment what's the other you're right derek i saw you digging holes just to ruin the earth (laughs) i fucking hate this planet fuck this field i'm gonna put some holes in it murdering trees for fun poisoning them pushing them Um, over but like beyond those beliefs like we're still we're still all human beings we still all have the same dumb flaws and uh, the same. <laughs> it's very sweet, Derek. <laughs> and well, you look at like how humanity has kind of advanced to the stage we're at right now, yeah. and it's been through collectivism. It's been through yeah. working together uh, in pursuit of a common goal and mm-hmm. advancing ourselves. And if we just have all these like little shitty micro warring factions, what what happens? Uh, the 
military industrial complex gets free run of the country and we're all stuck squabbling over pitchers and well, players. Yeah, that's like that's honestly what it feels like at this point. Like it's like we're being not manipulated because I don't yeah. think there's any manipulation behind the scenes going on. I think that we are actually that dumb. But yeah. we're fighting with an imaginary enemy, which is people who have different political beliefs than us. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, like you have uh, you know, uh, like wage inequality uh, yeah. rising and uh, the middle class is being eradicated and the rich people are getting super rich and everyone else is getting super poor. Uh, and nobody really seems to give a shit about that. They care about sticking it to the left or to the right. Uh, yeah, and like what each party is saying and whatever Trump's done that's atrocious. And it's like, yeah, we get it. Trump's a terrible person. But can we move on and talk about other stuff? Well, yeah, or even like uh, it's gotten to the point now where like everything Trump does is uh, like you remember the last it was probably the last six months of Stephen Harper's reign in Canada yeah where it was just like this shrill bleeding over everything he <laughs> did. like it didn't matter what Stephen Harper did you yeah. had people losing their goddamn mind over it and like yeah some of the stuff Stephen Harper did uh, was was not great mm-hmm. but a lot of it like who fucking cares yeah and we see that now with like uh, Trudeau took a nanny with him to so I'm gonna come out and say uh, there was an awesome editorial in uh, a UK newspaper uh, after uh, Jeremy Corbyn's not victory there but mm-hmm. uh, obviously the Labour yeah. Party did very good uh, and there was this editorial contrasting trudeau uh versus corbin and it basically says like trudeau is all all hype and he's like a right winger in leftist clothing yeah uh, and uh, made a really like a lot of really good points and it was mm-hmm. this really well done uh takedown of trudeau uh versus corbin who's actually like a very left-wing dude and like yeah. legitimately gives a shit about his constituents and like isn't just some selfie-taking opportunist, but it's like an actual man of the people. But how's Corbin's hair? Well, yeah, like, a lot awful, because he's, like, 90 years old, so (laughs) it's not going to be that great. Yeah. Um, But I definitely recommend checking out that editorial and uh, stop stop bitching over all these minute things. Like, focus on, like, one or two things that are super important to you. Tweet out the link to that. Let everything out. Yeah, I'll I'll tweet it from our our podcast account after this. Which is... A trick to make you follow our Twitter account. Which, by the way, good call, Zale. <laughs> at Outrage Facts Pod on the old Twitter machine. Yeah. Um, going in, into the hyper-partisan uh, thing, there's actually a... Oh, yeah. So this is being facilitated on some level because people are now realizing that nothing, uh, nothing drives engagement or this feeling of belonging or even drives votes like just sticking it to the other side um yeah so there was a pew research center analysis of two hundred thousand press releases and facebook posts from members of the 114th congress and it it basically ran these all these posts and press releases through computational analysis and when these uh congressmen and women uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got indignant and, and like, firmly disagreed and uh, made posts that were, like, yeah, very partisan and yeah. negative towards the other party. Uh, they found that they got way more engagement, way more comments, way more shares, probably get some way more votes from their constituents. Yeah, and what they did was they actually, they went on Facebook and they found that on indignant disagreement posts... Uh, likes, the average was just under 500 likes, comments were in the 80s, and shares were around 112. And, yeah, so they took all those together, and it's pretty funny because you can actually go to the website, and there's this guy, Reed, who's at the top of all of it. Uh, yeah, that would be, uh, Harry Reid, who was the... <laughs> 60% of his posts are indignant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, or yeah, indignant? that, that ind- indignant... Did I put an extra syllable <laughs> Yeah, there? you did. Uh, it's, it's okay. It, it helps, uh... Poop. Makes you sound smarter. It does. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you look at... And it, we are very much... Which is awesome for this podcast, but we're living in, like, the outrage economy now, where stuff that drives, uh, you look at, like... Uh, the most liked tweets or most shared Facebook posts or trending topics yeah. uh, any day of the week is going to be stuff that's really pissing people off. 
Yeah, that's and the, designed to piss people and off. And the thing is, it's true. Like you, they say sex sells, but I think we're getting away from that and getting more into angry cells because the this is just more proof that if you want to get people on your side, you just get them pissed off at the other side. Yeah. And. Yeah, and I would much rather be bitching about somebody with different political beliefs than me than having sex who wants to <laughs> who wants to do that that's weird oh, yeah much. i mean if i had to pick between the two uh, definitely being angry at someone on the opposite of end of the political spectrum than having sex yeah when i'm well uh, when i'm owning libs online uh, <laughs> nothing nothing arouses me more than yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> to completion <laughs> when you're arguing online to completion yeah well yeah you gotta you gotta yeah. finish up wipe, yeah. wipe yourself down and uh, <laughs> but yeah it's uh you know outrage is it's and maybe that's something that's it's the come, economic model going forward well it's come with the, the rise of of social media too yeah. right like now we're we're exposed to stuff that we can pissed off get pissed off about uh and it's so easy to get stuff through the filters because before for you to see someone's like there's always been pissed off angry politicians who are mad at the other side but it would take more effort for them to get it through like a newspaper because the editor would be like i'm not writing that that's just petty and well, there's, yeah, and it might be, like, factually, like, yeah. why, why... And now you could just be like, D -d 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 -d, and it's out, and your anger's just out in the world. And that's why you see this, this uh, generation of, they're at least famous on Twitter, I don't know if anyone beyond Twitter really knows who these people are, but you do see them starting to get mainstream exposure, like, I'll say it, like, the Cernoviches, uh Alex Jones. Yeah. There's uh, Louise Mensch on the left uh, is another one, and these are people who <laughs> have just Mensch. like built <laughs> built these huge like cult followings online. This uh, Jack uh, Posobiec, uh, Ezra Levant, have built. Uh, oh, but Ezra Levant has been a dickhead for years. Yeah, but he was kind of he was ahead of the curve on that one. Like yeah. he was he he launched the rebel what like five six years ago yeah. and. Uh, and now it's it's taking off, and it's actually it's it's booming uh, in an era where uh, traditional journalism is taking a huge hit. And yeah. it's because this guy knows, like, he makes his shitty, inflammatory clickbait mm. articles, uh, and people are reading them. So yeah, it's like you took shock rock from the music industry and just turned it into journalism yeah. and now you're just like I'm gonna piss everybody off I wanna say like the world's biggest fucking air quotes around journalism when we use it <laughs> in this context cause none of these yeah. people are reporting anything they're just that's true they're, they're, just... they're selling you outrage they're yeah. giving you shit to be angry about another really interesting article kinda in this line from Media Shift is talking about uh, there's this 20, 22 year old from the Republic of Georgia launched a Facebook page called True Trumpers uh, same thing. This guy cracked it. Like, they interview the guy. He says, basically, uh, no, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't mm -hmm. give a shit about Trump. Like, I think Trump supporters are a lot more likely to click through and share and, like, expose themselves to the advertising on my site. Yeah. So this guy essentially set up this page that just, uh, and this is where they were talking about all the fake news that came out during the election. Yeah. This guy will just, like, write up little inflammatory posts and put inflammatory pictures on them and share them <laughs> to the page and they'll get like hundreds of thousands of likes people are click through clicking through seeing ads Be nice um it's, it's, like it's a business model taking clickbait to the political spectrum yeah yeah that's good well, um good but good for him for making a dollar i guess yeah but now we're now we're now seeing that bleed through into like so everything so it extends beyond politics and we see people yeah. getting outraged over the dumbest shit in, Which is why we have our podcast. Yeah, uh, and I, I do not foresee this changing. Like, I think mm -hmm. anger will be the defining emotion of the information age. Yes. Um, which takes us to uh, I, I just wanted not to political. touch. I wanted to touch on this. Yeah, this is not. We're getting off the politics thing for, yeah. for the rest of the the podcast here. I hate politics more than you do, listener. Trust me. Yeah, uh, I'm just getting sick of talking about it at this point. Yeah. And the same people every fucking time doing dumb things. Yeah. Uh, so this is a new one. This uh, this actually melted my. Are you familiar with this? This Laura Laura Lania Laura. Laura Lania. Twitter user. She's a Twitch streamer, apparently. Yeah. She, uh, 
went to she was at E3. I'm gonna back up because I'm sure there are members of our listening audience who don't know what Twitch is. Okay, what? So, no, come on, give our listeners some credit. Okay, they probably know. What no, Twitch is. go ahead. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> what Twitch is is it's a channel that you can go on in your Xbox or PS4 or online gaming on your PC, and you through your webcam you stream yourself. So it'll be a video of you playing and a video of your game screen because apparently the market of watching other people play video games is exploding and I'm not really gonna I'm gonna dance around this subject but pretty girls have been showing themselves playing video games and they're getting a lot of attention from their fans and there's one twitch streamer would you say Laurelania? Yeah, Laura Lania, did, did you read up on this story? Yeah, I read it. She went missing. So, so she went missing for 24 hours. Uh, 20. Tw- 20 hours, whatever. Yeah. This E3 conference is going on, which is a big video game conference for all the nerds out there. Well, basically, it's just uh, all the video game companies like Nintendo, Xbox, announce their upcoming titles and any hardware updates that they're going to do for their systems. So she was there, and she was supposed to go to a couple meetings and meet with people and then she never showed up so her friend freaked out and put it up on Twitter that she was missing which I think is reasonable like if someone went went missing like hey I know everyone else is at this conference you know if you've seen this person please let me know yeah uh but then the uh, amplification effect of Twitter went into play. You yeah. had all these like huge gamers and like YouTubers. I mean, yeah, when it. a pretty gamer girl's missing, the gamer dudes and everyone alike goes into crisis mode, and it just exploded into this thing. The Anaheim police were involved. They were notified of the situation. Yeah. So uh, turns out, gir- girl showed up tweeted like yeah it was 20 hours later or something tweeted about how she had gone off the grid uh had gone to a casino on an all-night she gambling want, yeah she wanted to play poker with friends and she's a video game player so you could see how someone like that would be anti-social want to just disappear and she had said that her phone had died so she borrowed some users some friends or some fans phones to post a video that was like I'm sorry I didn't mean it to get this out of hand I just went to play poker here because I've now figured out how to do this let's uh let's listen to what she had to say after she was found oh that would be better than me describing it for sure hi guys I stopped these two lovely young ladies here they helped me grab their phone because as I had said mine are dead completely dead I am fine this is Andrea I'm shaking because this is crazy I am so sorry I never meant to cause any of this I just wanted to have a day alone and playing poker I like late night poker it's something that I do I never in a million years would have thought that this kind of thing would happen I am sorry yeah oh normal-ish thing, I, I guess? I, I, it's kind of a bitchy response. Like, I like playing poker. I like doing that all night. I don't need to make my previous commitments of panels and such at E3 and meetings and stuff. I just want to disappear. Uh, I didn't like her tone. So, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Fuck her tone. I don't give a shit. But the thing, okay, so, of course, after this, proving that gamers are the most well-adjusted group of people <laughs> on the planet, people went off. So you had, like, you know, natural response. Person's been missing for 20 hours. You find out they're okay. You, you're relieved. You're just like, okay, well, I'm glad nothing yeah. shitty happened to that person. I'm going to go on with my life. This is a stranger I don't really care that much about. Yeah. So people started, first they started attacking her for uh, faking the whole thing. to Oh, get, of uh, course, because it's her fault. To get social media exposure uh, and to gain followers and to get viewers on her uh, Twitch stream, which, by the way, I cannot believe there are people out there who can make a living having other people just watch them play video games. I know. And I tried it once and nobody watched. So <laughs> fuck you, Twitch universe. That, I will give a shout out. We do have a friend, uh, Keenan Foster, who is starting his own Twitch channel. It's Horse Snorkel. Uh, Horse Snorkel. Check him out if you get the chance. Yeah. Uh, hoping he will also plug our podcast. But yeah, it's like, it would be like if we made a living doing this podcast which would be nice it would be nice but no one's no one's ever going to give us money for this i mean i thought we'd be rich by episode 10 oh we have actually started a uh, a pa- patreon patreon pa- patreon 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 uh you can give us money yeah it's you pledge money per month then it goes to an account 
and we can do rewards like say you give us 20 bucks a month we'll give you some swag we don't have any swag yet but it's in the works I'm thinking about mostly stickers to start with because uh, I don't know if you've seen our logo of the building it's pretty cool that's and a I Dale Deruder original a super uh, 50 bucks a month it. Dale will give you a hand job Wow. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and ten dollars change. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, people flipped out on her for uh just doing it for exposure, and then, uh, of course, it it made its way to 4chan and Reddit, which is where the really well-adjusted gamers hang out. Oh, totally. And all of a sudden, uh, you had people, uh, all these uh, internet detectives, uh, sleuthing and figuring out that, uh. Uh, like people actually went to the link where they like Google mapped uh, Los Angeles and like found the hotel that she was staying at and like triangulated her exact location based on the background of this video we just watched. Like it's insane. And all these people were like, Oh, she was cheating on her boyfriend, which is like, Oh snap. Yeah. So everyone's like tweeting at her boyfriend about how <laughs> uh, she was banging some other dude. And w ultimately it came down to like this chick having to go, uh, and share like photos of her ATM slips from the casino to prove she was there, and yeah. just like an insane, insane situation out of nothing. That like I don't know when in the past five years that we all decided this was like an acceptable like oh this person yeah. went missing and now they're back. Well, I'm gonna fucking yeah. I'm gonna turn on them and yeah. you know when did the typical relationship reaction become an overreaction? Yeah, it just seems lately like if you're not completely losing your shit and overreacting, you're not paying attention, and that's crazy. Like Derek said, she was back with it. There's a reason police say has it been 24 hours, 48 hours, which apparently uh, is. I was just reading some of the threads when this yeah. chick first went missing and. Uh, uh, everyone was talking about how that's you don't actually have to wait 48 hours to file a missing persons report. No, it's 24, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I thought it was like, well, for, yeah, because tw that's a day that gives enough time for someone to go on an all night poker binge, have a nap, and then wake up and realize what went on. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I think they say 48 hours is typically if you don't catch a murderer in 48 hours, uh, you're going to... You do not someone. have to wait 24 hours to report someone is missing. If you have serious concerns for the safety and welfare of a person and their whereabouts are unknown, you may immediately report them missing to your local police. Oh. Also good to know, if Research. you ask an undercover cop if they're a cop, they don't have to tell you. What? That's also made up. What? <laughs> I know. I thought that was entrapment. No, they can lie to you. They can continue trapping you. Fuck you. Yeah. I could go to jail and it'd be Hollywood's fault. This is the last time I take legal advice from movies and TV yeah. shows. Are you a cop? No. Okay. Give me all those drugs. Why am I going to jail? I asked if you were a cop. This is, this is an outrage. This is bullshit. I would like you to call my lawyer. I would like yeah. it to be Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. <laughs> Maybe Laurelania disappeared because she asked a cop if they were a cop and they said no. And then she went to jail. It could be. Also, uh, 24 hours of gap, like, that's not something I have the uh, financial or physical stamina for. Uh, like, I, I could not commit to 24 hours of, of gambling. I don't oh, think no. so. Oh, no. God. My bank account can barely commit to 24 minutes of gambling. <laughs> but me, personally, I would definitely... I haven't pulled an all-nighter since I was 19. It's It's been a while, yeah. And I, I don't think I can anymore. Like, go through college, people will be like, oh, I stayed up all night studying. I'd be like, I went to sleep because I'm not a monster. Well, even now, like, if we pulled that shit as uh, as close to 40-year-olds. Uh, oh, my God. You would yeah, just imagine the fallout. Like, you would be off for, like, the next month. You would yeah. just be like, we would, I ruined my we life. We would have to go on disability leave. Our body would just <laughs> shut down. <laughs> I'm sure something would just mysteriously break. We'd, our body would be like, fuck you, go to sleep, and our arm would just break. So, yeah, I think, uh, moral of the story, it's okay to not care about things. Like, don't... That you're not directly involved in. Yeah. I mean, if a person you care about went missing, then, yeah, it's okay to care. But if a Twitch streamer you've never met or care about goes missing, maybe don't care. Or even, like, care, but care at a distance. Don't feel like you have to... Like, I actually thought this was gonna, like, blow up into this, uh like Gamergate 2.0 because oh the God. whole uh the the thing that started 
all of Gamergate, which yeah. is like this fucking three year, year ordeal that mm-hmm. there's still fallout from. Yeah. Uh, was uh, a relationship between a guy and a girl. And the guy broke up with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was a game developer. Uh, and this guy wrote this uh, huge blog post about how uh, his girlfriend had emotionally abused him and cheated on him, which is like <laughs> fucking fine, man. Like you, you had a shitty breakup. You yeah. wanted the lash Quit out. Being a whiny baby. Uh, just like if best thing I ever did you. was uh, something in the same vein. Uh, not really in the same vein, but uh, when a girlfriend of mine uh, broke up with me uh, and left me for her roommate at the time, I like biggest dirty laundry airing I've ever done but like mm-hmm. uh posted it on Facebook wrote up this like you know diatribe posted it on Facebook did you start Gamergate? And, uh, I it's it almost blew over and <laughs> no because neither one of us is even remotely involved oh, in yeah. video games which again I'm gonna say super healthy culture you got there guys uh if you identify as a gamer you are definitely uh a well-adjusted human being I want to say as a gamer I'm more of a casual gamer I I I don't take it seriously enough or pay enough attention to be serious. But I just want to say it's okay to play video games online without talking to each other because you're all pretty much annoying and my mic is always off because <laughs> maybe I want to just screw around in the field and not shoot bad guys. You don't have to scream at me and call me names and tell me what you did to my mother. You, oh, because my you're just getting your like, hopes up. Hearing some 12-year-old just yeah. like unleash this like stream of two rats. <laughs> like, like where did you learn to talk yeah. like that? Like Other gamers. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Other not... people who did stuff to their mothers, <laughs> and now they're bitter. <laughs> uh, speaking of doing stuff to mothers, uh, Dale's here with uh, some fly new pants that will help you do just that. <laughs> the rugged America. Okay, so Nordstrom posted a while ago that, I don't know, it was a month or two ago, that they were going to make these rugged Americana jeans, which looked like they had fake mud on them, and they were sold for... $425. And there was a huge outlash and Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs ah. said he just tore down these jeans. He's like, there's people actually working hard out there to capitalize on this culture is terrible and wrong. And you're copying the super annoying plot from Zoolander. <laughs> that is <laughs> Where, true. And Mike Rowe didn't say you can dare leak to my balls, but I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that's what he said. So in our effort to do more research from follower, uh, from uh, fan feedback, I went on the Nordstrom website and tried to find these rugged Americana jeans, which they don't sell. Maybe they rethought their uh, I product design. Much. They probably the sold feedback. out. So, but... They sell other jeans, like they have these uh, Demon Slim straight leg jeans for $248, and they have not only fake mud, but slashed holes in them, which I guess if you're going to buy jeans that make it look like you work hard, you'd want the ones with the slashes in them, because not only did you get dirty, but you fake work so hard you ripped your pants. And then they also have another. This, these ones are my favorite. They're called the Barracuda Straight Leg, and they don't have fake mud on them. They have fake paint. I guess it'd be real paint, but uh, no, probably. And in the description, it says, "Look as though you've put in long hours of labor, or just finished painting your masterpiece in ultra distressed paint splatter jeans, cut into a straight classic straight fit." And I imagine a whole bunch of you just got angry at that because. I don't know anybody who's working on their masterpiece that's going to buy $258 jeans. Yeah, no, artists don't have money for shit. Like, that's why nobody wants no to money in be art. an artist. Yeah. Unless you know that one artist who somehow magically sold all their art and got super rich and famous. But I don't think they're going to buy painted on jeans. Even they're the artists have... don't get famous until after they die normally. Yeah, the most of them. The no- most notorious ones. But even then... They're probably just going to make their own jeans, so... Yeah, uh, my rebuttal to Mike Rowe would be maybe if these people who are going out there and putting in hard labor in their jeans and getting real mud on them 
started selling their dirty jeans for $400, they wouldn't have to work so hard anymore. The problem with that is as soon as you wash them, all the mud's gone. Well, that's you just, gotta get the fake mud that stays in the wash. That's I just, don't, don't, don't wash them. Put Put them put it on the washing instructions. Yeah, it would be Do like not wash. these are you work so much harder than these fake mud jeans that these are actually swamp pants and are rancid because no, they got covered in mud and we didn't wash them. Also, I don't I don't wash my jeans ever. That's not something you tell the internet. But that's uh, I don't. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to what wash. What if you jeans. spill stuff on them? Then you do little. I do like uh like spot wiping on them, but I don't. I'll throw them in a washing machine. I wash my jeans. You don't dry your jeans for sure. Yeah, you're not supposed that, to wash them either, because then it takes all the the rich indigo dye out. Whatever. And then you end up with some yeah, but shitty faded. What about all these jeans. pants that you're paying two hundred fifty dollars to rip? Don't you want to wear out your jeans? Yeah, I would. I would never wash those. Yeah, I don't know. I wash my jeans probably not as often as other people wash them. I just like I wash them when I spill food on them, which is every day, often enough. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time day. I'm wearing clothes or uh, eating. When I eat. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be eating and I'll spill food on clothes I'm not even wearing. <laughs> Ayo, I'm here all night. <laughs> okay. Talked about, oh man, our segues are such dog shit. Yeah, they're not, we're not on our segue game today. But, but there's no real pants segue we can get into you know who doesn't wear pants whales moving on oh wow okay i take it back we our our segue game is back on top back on top (laughs) so anyways everybody who knows about the vancouver aquarium knows that the for those of you who don't know uh dale and i are from vancouver is a city in canada it's very nice you should come visit sometime we have an aquarium is this just wishful thinking we have listeners from other countries? That I actually, so, uh, it was actually probably all your brother, but if I look at the stats on SoundCloud, our, uh, our number one uh, geographical source of listeners yeah. uh, is Calgary. Do we have to stop making fun of Calgary? No. Oh, okay. do that. <laughs> I, I guess they're, like, right now they're all like, uh, Calgary, Calgary. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So anyways, the Vancouver Aquarium, the bylaw, was it the bylaw? Passed a ban on all cetaceans, which... That's a fancy word for whales. Is the science word for whales and, do- and dolphins, dolphins. And it's, por- I think it's... Porpoises. Sharks. Oh, God. You Wikipedia, shark, and I'll pretend I know what that word means. Is a shark a No. A shark is a fish. Uh, I think it's basically all marine mammals. What's whales, dolphins, porpoises. Whales. Shazam. And large fish or not large fish? No. Does that say no large fish? Fish are not mammals. I can oh, tell you that much conclusively. Yeah, they lay <laughs> eggs instead of live births, and they need real air instead of air through their gills. Yes, correct. So anyways, so all this passes, everybody virtue signaled how glad they were that no poor whales were held in captivity and forced to have such a horrible existence of having to do nothing but to get to eat for free and just play around and be removed from all their predators. Anyways, regardless how you feel on it, something ironic recently happened. On June 15th, the aquarium started legal action to appeal the ban of the cetaceans. And then that night, Daisy, one of their harbor porpoises, one of only three cetaceans left in the park, died of pulmonary disease. Which, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's something... But, but it was natural, and even though harbor porpoises can live up to 20 years old, experts say 10 years is a more likely lifespan because 20 is an exceptional range for only, very rarely, do harbor porpoises. Yeah, but you have this. to think what's, what's impacting that average. Like, are yeah. we talking about porpoises in the wild where they have to contend with predators, or are these specifically yeah. porpoises in captivity? But also another thing is Daisy, who died at the age of nine, would have reached her average lifespan anyway. But they rescued her when she was a month old. So they've had her for her whole nine years of her life. She's been in the aquarium. And you could say that's good or bad. But if you have... It's bad. If you have... That's a bad thing. Harbor seal or harbor porpoise who is a was... seal a cetacean? No. I'm just fucking with you. Is it? Continue. No. Oh, my God. So, anyways, what I'm saying, basically, is if you have this animal from a month old in captivity, 
how do you reintroduce it into the wild? There, you just go, hey, hopefully a killer whale doesn't eat you on your way out of the bay. Yeah, that's the argument that a lot of people made for them continuing to keep whales in captivity at the aquarium, but I think it's bullshit. Uh, if you don't put them in captivity in the first place, then... Well, I'm just saying she was so young when they got her. She was a month old. Yeah. I don't know how big whales are at that point. I'm, I'm guessing the size of a medium-sized dog? But anyways, no, I'm not defending... <laughs> The Vancouver Aquarium's right to have animals, and I'm not saying they shouldn't because I lazily am indifferent, really, on the ban. But what I'm yeah, saying true. is... Yeah, it's true. Mostly I just like jabbing at people who yeah. like really crazily support the aquarium. Yeah, I, I don't support it because it's expensive to go there, and I've only been there twice in my life, and so them have... Like, I was excited when they used to have killer whales because... I actually got to see a whale close up. And then later I realized, yeah, the, maybe the whale was too big for the tank or whatever, and it was mean. But they haven't had killer whales in, like, oh, uh, wow. almost 20 years, probably. They had a couple belugas. Yeah, and they gave those up. And then, yeah, right now they only have small, un, unexciting cetaceans. They have the otters. As long as they have otters, man, I will yeah. always go back oh, let's to not get, Vancouver. Let's Aquarium. not get back into the otter talk. I think we've covered that well on As long as podcasts. they have otters. Yeah. I will always be there. Yeah. But uh, my main point is this. Yeah. Can you just... I'm not an animal expert. It's more asking, hey, people who maybe know vets or zookeepers, can you just release an animal and will they adapt and be fine? No. Those animals will die. Absolutely. Like general, yeah. general theory is that if you have an animal captivity and you release it into the wild, it's not going to have any fucking clue what to do with itself. It's like uh, if you put a fabulously wealthy person on like an island... Uh, say at a failed music festival, uh, <laughs> they're gonna, they will probably die. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, animals will die. But we have this whole thing called, uh, natural selection. I mean, if you is... wanna, if you wanna hire someone with a rowboat to follow a whale, I gladly, not volunteer because you'll have to pay me enough money to quit my job, but I will follow. A whale with a harpoon, and any time, any time, some other like killer whale or shark comes in to attack my pet whale, I will protect it like a gladiator. That would actually make a great children's book, possibly. Uh, until you harpoon an animal and kill it. Yeah, you probably couldn't show that uh, graphically at all. Yeah, but... and then you get in the whole moral issues of killing a wild animal to protect a captive animal and that's a lot of moral yeah we don't really care do we care about wild animals i thought we just care about the animals we can pay money to see i know we care about wild whales because we definitely want people to stop killing them because when we ride the ferry we might see them like as a dot in the distance i've seen yeah exactly one whale uh i've lived here for what 12 years now? yeah i've seen one whale yeah that's what i'm butthurt about why don't i get to see whales i like whales don't they know life is so unfair can't the universe deliver whales for me to see so i can have a spiritual experience with them are we running out of steam yeah i think uh we're going up on 55 i did want to touch on something really quick uh vancouver sun gave um for whatever fucking reason, gave a uh, platform to... I don't know the dude's name. He's a senior fellow at uh, the Fraser Institute, and he's a former uh, minister of immigration, I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, gave him uh, an editorial on how Canada was losing... Uh, Canadians were losing their identity uh, by allowing... Foreigners to come here, or how, he was like how natural Canadians uh, were being uh, edged out. Oh yeah, because basically, ex ambassador Fraser Institute senior fellows. Um, the population replacement is what he was saying. Yeah, so basically, the old immigrants who built Canada are being replaced by new immigrants. Yeah, and that's bad because he's one of the old immigrants and he wants to keep the stuff he has. Yeah. Yeah. But, though, so, yeah, that's a more honest way of looking at it, but, but <laughs> he didn't phrase it as old immigrants and new immigrants. He was like Canadians. Yeah. And then immigrants, which is fucking stupid because, yeah. At one point, at one point, is someone a, a Canadian? Well, I, 
when they come when they get the Canadian citizenship. Okay, but even you have like There's people very, uh, people who immigrate here, answer. and that, that's a good one. But you have people who emigrate here from other countries and yeah. get their citizenship who are like not white and have different cultural beliefs. Yeah, but they're still they're still Canadians. So what? Who's being edged out? Like so, what he's basically saying is he's upset because who he views as Canadians. Which would be, I guess, white, what? middle European, English, Dutch, German. Uh, yeah, all French. the people who yeah. came over in the fifties and pr- prior. Like my fa- my dad didn't come over till I think nineteen fifty nine. He was three years old. He rode a boat. Were Whatever. You first natural. Yeah, so that makes me first generation Canadian. Interesting. So, and my dad was actually considered a landed immigrant well into his fifties because he was too lazy to get his full citizenship. <laughs> so I'm truly first generation, and it's. Annoying because people are all like, oh, they're taking our culture and blah, 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 replacing it with theirs. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what Canadians do. They make pockets of their own little culture. And yeah, that's like, what we've always done. Like, yeah, they go... have the like it's the U.S. is the melting pot where you're all supposed to turn into Americans. But Canada's unofficial slogan is the multicultural rainbow where everybody's where we um, celebrate our multiculturalism and give little cities like there's Chinatown. It, so you have areas city. within cities, but then you also have like the culture in Vancouver has always been markedly different from. Yeah. I could take you to uh, small towns in Saskatchewan right now yeah. where you would swear you're in France because everyone is like extremely French yeah. or extremely German. Like there's these little pockets. Of- and Ukrainian is a huge, in the prairies, there's a huge Ukrainian section. And which is awesome. Great sausage. Great sausage. I like pierogies. Great sausage. Yeah. So it's basically these people got used to white European culture and they don't want their pierogies replaced with butter chicken or something like that. Which, I mean, all the food's delicious. I mean, butter chicken pierogies is the obvious answer. (laughs) It's a fusion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Actually, there was another uh, article, we can talk about it next time, but uh, about how... It was like the percentage of uh, uh, mixed mixed race couples and like how f- long they f- foresaw the actual like pure white race yeah. continuing versus all these uh, and white nationalists like go figure they were very upset by it. Well, another thing too you got to ask is the different what like all the races that are considered white. Do those mixing still count as a pure white person? Like, if you have an Irish person mixing with an Italian person, like, technically they're the same race, but they're hugely different culturally, and some of them even look different. But they still both count as white, and them having an offspring, that offspring would still be considered pure white when... Well, I think it depends who you're posing those questions to. If you're posing them to, like... uh... Martin Calicott? Or Calicott. Uh, yeah, if you asked him, I'm sure he'd be fine with it. Uh, yeah. But again, it totally depends on uh, who you're asking. Um, and that's the... I don't feel like a lot of white cultures are being pushed out by these these immigrants from, from countries like China or India or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're supplementing us, but they're not... I don't think anyone's going to... Uh, like, uh, as far as I know, there are no Chinese people in Richmond being like, hey, white people, you can't have your white, white culture anymore. Yeah, they're not. No s- more eating cheeseburgers. It's just, it's basically what happens is it's all financially and you vote for what you want. Like, if a person from another culture, like we joked about it before, but if a person from another culture comes in and they have delicious food, you're going to buy their delicious food because eating delicious food is pretty much the best thing that's one of the happened. last joys in my life and so the people who make this delicious food are gonna have a restaurant and then if you have bland food that's people have been eating for years that person with the delicious food is restaurant will do better than the bland restaurant so it's not the other person took their jobs it's just their uh product was better and more delicious so are you arguing that these new immigrants are culturally superior to white people i'm saying in a lot of ways they have delicious food (laughs) (laughs) like purely thinking about the food here that's That's it that's the easiest way to explain it without hurting somebody because everybody no matter how racist they are they're like yeah i could eat some butter chicken yeah and you're like 
And my thing is, if you're an actual racist, you shouldn't be allowed to eat other races' food. And yet, they'll do it all the time. Yeah, they're like, oh, I made some sweet curry last night. It's like, but you're racist. We should build a wall between here and Mexico, but also, these enchiladas are delicious. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, the thing is, you should just realize how much of their culture you put in your mouth and you love. Can you phrase so you that any stop being, You put their culture in your mouth. Put their culture in your mouth. <laughs> that should be our new anti-racism slogan. Dude, put the culture in your mouth. <laughs> and that that's how we fight racism. We could actually, we should organize like a food against, food against racism. Oh my like God. Like multiculturalism. Anything where I get to eat food. There you go. I'm in. It's happening. Awesome. All right. Uh, as always, I am Derek Bolin at Herder on the Twitter machine. <laughs> I'm Dale DeRuder at SuperDaleBot. You can reach us both at Outrage Fact Pod or theoutragefactory at gmail.com. Please send us some, some messages of uh, support. Uh, you can also find us on pa- Patreon. Patreon. Whatever. Uh, feel you free to donate some money there. Give us dollars like so that we doing? can uh, irresponsibly spend it on stuff we don't need that is in no way related to the podcast. Yeah. I'm joking. We should probably buy a soundboard and more mics and delicious cultural food. Yeah, mostly that. But it'll yeah. be for the good. We'll describe it to you while we eat We it. will research food trucks to fight racism. Thanks, Internet. Stay angry until next week. We love you. The president only makes the decision.